This is going to be interactive. We're going to read through uh, the first chapter. All right. So I'll, I'll do two verses, and then you can do the next two, and we'll get you go around the circle. Roger, Roger. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was empty and formless, cloaked in darkness, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface. And God said that there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night, and evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be space between the waters to separate the waters from the heavens and the waters of the earth. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the water he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after the after his kind and the seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit the seed was in itself after his kind and, saw, and God saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the third day and God said let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let the and let them be for signs for seasons and for days and for years for God made two great lights in the sun and the moon to shine down upon the earth the greater one the sun presides during the day the lesser one the moon presides through the night he also made the stars God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came and marked the fourth day. And then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind, and God saw it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and then morning, the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps <coughs> creeps upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our <coughs> let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he was created. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and told them, Multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Be masters of the fish and birds, all the animals. And God said, Look, 
I have given you the seed-bearing plants throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, and I have given you all the grasses and the other green plants of the and other green plants to all the animals and birds for their food. And so it was that God looked over all the he had made, and he saw that it was an ex- excellent in every way. This all happened on the sixth day. And I'm going to read the first few verses in two. So the creation of the heavens, the earth, and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, having finished his task, God rested from all his work, and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of heavens and earth. So. Awesome. Here we go. Here comes the fun part. Yeah, the fun part. Verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I get uh, seven points to start with. Okay. Uh, first point points to the creator, creator of the universe. Hmm. This means there is meaning to existence. If there is no creator, then there is no purpose being here. <laughs> we humans make up meaning because we are the only species that cannot live without meaning. Mm. Atheists say that believers in God just make up God, but they do not acknowledge that they make up their own meaning of existence. So what do you think of that? That one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with it a lot. Um, yeah working where I do, man, there's, they're always just void of purpose of anything, and even like, you can even look at like, they could be not meaningless, they could be, because it's like the theory of evolution also need to procreate to further your bloodline so that like, you can um, just make the species better in the future. They're just such a hopeless bunch. Like, there's no point. There's no point to do anything. There's no point to do good or bad. or just to do whatever I want. And they wonder why they're so depressed. It's like you're living a purposeless life. You're just empty. Like you have a hole in you that you're not filling. Drugs won't do it. Sex isn't gonna do it. Pretending like you got control is not gonna do it. But what are you gonna do? Plant a seed. Hope they pick it up. A lot of them don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They're just going to tell you you're stupid and keep on doing their thing. So, a double-edged sword of how much do you try with some of those people? That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's all we're here to do is plant that seed. Exactly. God, God fertilizes it and it's a grow. <laughs> that's, you know, and that's if the people are willing, like you said. That's the you thing. Know, people are so absent from even, I mean, everybody that isn't a Christ follower or a Christian or believes in Christ they hear everything out there about this God this God this God this God how are they supposed to choose because yeah. they don't have the truth which yeah. the truth is right there in the first verse because if you don't believe that none of the else none of this that follows is even true if you don't believe that first verse so how many people ask ask themselves what they're here for all the time right. all the time how many how many non-believers here. ask themselves that? I think more than we do. Do they? I think so because yeah. they're so lost <laughs> and they're trying to figure out life. 
And the thing is, is we have Christ in our life, which helps us navigate through life a little, I don't want to say easier, because as Christians, we're scrutinized even more than they are. They're part of society. We're not, really. We're the outcast of everything. Everything that's happening now in the world is killing Christians. Oregon just passed a law that Christians can't adopt kids. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh shit! I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and now California just passed that if you're a child molester or sex offender, child sex offender, you can't get the death penalty. Mm. Now, if that ain't the devil yeah. starting to work its way through man. his way through the world. Yeah, you gotta start saving as many as we can. Yeah. Well, it just goes back to anybody that you know. I don't know. Personally, writing that, that suicide note and stuff like that when I was 18, just like, what was, what's my reason for existence? Why am I, you know, you look at, like, you look, because, I mean, if you don't have hope, you know, when you look at how the world is right now, then what you just said, and then look at the news every single day, and stuff's getting worse and worse, you know, what do you have to hold on to? Right? You're, you know, your you're life, my, my, you know, you have, when you don't have hope, your life is pointless. And there's no reason for it to be even around. You know, whether you're in grade school to an adult, you know. So. Good segue into the end of that point. If there is no God, there is no ultimate meaning for the purpose of life. Amen. Point number two. The word created implies that nothing pre-existed Genesis 1. God is the only one that can create something out of nothing. God can only man. People can only make something out of something else. We can only make oak. We make oak trees by planting seeds and growing them. We can then take those oak trees and make a desk. But we are still making something out of some, out of something. Hmm. God is outside of nature because He created it. Hmm. So, what you think of that? Yeah. yeah, there's another thing. It's like, I guess it reads. I don't mean to just be the yes, answer, man. but, you know. Or what I always tell everybody, you, you, you can believe that something created everything or nothing created everything. That's the only two things you can believe. I just, I always wonder what, what God saw when he started you know what was he looking at when he started yeah like because he started with the heavens and the earth what yeah. was there before that what was he looking at yeah. just a blank canvas yeah. and he said okay well here's here's my home yeah here's their home yeah and that's the thing when he created earth it's in the perfect position to where we can breathe fresh air and everything he made this earth to heal itself from the inside out all this global warming and climate change or whatever you can call it whatever you want to call it i call it that's god's way of healing this earth and keeping it from just completely collapsing which it won't because he made it to survive (laughs) i don't think we could overpopulate this planet Hmm. i'm just thinking about like you know when you create the lines, I mean, just like painting the canvas, like when you, when you when you paint something or draw something or make something or whatever, just like 
just being on the outside looking in, just you know, bottle up three thousand feet, whatever you want to call it, just just being God as He creates the land and separates the sea and makes grass and just watches everything right. out of nothing. Yeah. Like, I mean, to create the separate the seas and we like you know navigate the seas and we find this different land. It's like we don't. It just blow, it's just like just thinking about you know nothing wouldn't have existed without. I mean, he made the atmosphere first. He put everything in order exactly how it should be, separating, you know, making the atmosphere that, you know, the sun can get through it, make, that plants could grow. You know, the seed was there purposely, you know, it just made, just, it's amazing. You know what's crazy is, talking about a canvas, how long it takes a painter to paint something like that, and he just went out and went. Yeah. All right, next. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Takes me five years yeah, to do exactly. something. Yeah, right. You know, mm. and he just went out and went, yes. Ow, yeah. there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Point number three. Everything. With the exception of God, everything has a beginning and an ending. This also includes time. God was create God created time and he was before time and he will be after time. God is outside of time because he created time. Hmm. And time is one of the, and according to, you know, Einstein proved that time had a beginning. So that's one of the things that uh, people would use. They, they say, well, give, it, give it enough time, we can create it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. just... Give, give enough time and there'll be new species developed. Give enough time and think things will happen. But who created time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And Genesis was, was written down during the, the time of Exodus with Moses. Mm. So Genesis was written after we had some human history. Hmm. So, for the first time in history, there's a creation story, and this is point number four, that has one creator, because there is one God, there is one morality, no longer morality local to an individual or local to a, a city or a state, but based on the universe. There's one one uh, morality uh, identified or mm-hmm. defined, mm. and it's for everybody. It, it doesn't apply to groups of people, and you can't create your own morality, which we see that a lot going yeah. on now. Yeah. And along those lines, this is point number five. Along those lines, this verse does not say that God was born. Hmm. All other pagan religions before and after the Bible was written have a born God, and people ask, who created God? And that question is meaningless because God, if God had a father, then God's father would, would be God, and so on and so on. Yeah. It's like asking, what's the largest number you can think of? And then add one. It, it's meaningless. Yeah. But we do have a 
a whole religion that has a bunch of people that believe God had a father. Hmm. Wait, what did you say? There's Wait. a lot of religions that believe that God had a father. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the way I heard it, I heard it like you were saying there's Christians who believe that God has a father. Well, they, they, so they call like, themselves Christians. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure there is, oh, yeah. but that's like being a Mormon or something. It is. It's Mormonism. That's exactly what it is. It's Mormonism. Mormonism just thought they got to populate their own planet and get to have multiple wives and not drink coffee. I didn't know that they thought God had a father too. Yeah. God had a father and a mother. Well, you know, if the earth was, you know, a mile more towards the sun, we'd burn up. And if we were a mile more away from the sun, we'd freeze to death. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. Just the boom don't happen like that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There had to be thought behind that. Yeah. yeah. Well, like what you just said, it always kind of brings me back to the whole, like, it's like a medieval idea where everyone's like, everything revolves around Earth, and it's like, literally speaking, physically, that's not true. Like, this, we revolve around the sun and so on and so forth. But also, God created the Earth and then expanded out there to see, or at least it feels that way because like you said, things are done perfectly in a way that makes life happen and we can scientifically go through and say if this happened this way it wouldn't work, yeah. it doesn't work there because you know, they're like 5 degrees too hot or whatever, you know so, it kind of it brings me back to that kind of old world medieval viewers, like it is all focused around Earth, it is all focused around us, it's just um, you know, when you go out and observe it get the people like the atheist test like it's stupid it's all wrong we don't we're, we're not the center of the earth like, what an idiot you are for thinking that it's yeah. like there's a little more to it there's a little there's some understanding you have to have to understand why I'm saying that or why I think that it's an interesting thought to, to go back to old world thoughts and sometimes they make a lot more sense when you just take a little bit of like a little more context away or just be like oh, Oh, would you look at that? Yeah. I'm not closer to Well, you know, in you know, 30 years ago, God was the center of this country. Yeah. Like literally, the center of this country. Everything was the Constitution was based on God's laws. And we've gone so far away from that, and look what's happening. Yeah. Kids are getting threatened now, and that's the worst. I believe. When you start messing with our children, that's God's children, and they're yeah. pure spirits. And you start trying to introduce the devil into there, he's going to get real mad and things are going to start happening. Which we all can see that things are starting to happen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's been, he's built lots of millstones. Yes. <laughs> like you see that thing happen in Brazil a couple months ago? Yeah. There's a little Satan festival. Yeah, did you see oh, what yeah. happened? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Flood, yeah. Like flooded from all these things. Thousands of people yep. died in the mud floods. Like, yep. Okay. And, so. and it was centered right on the street that they were having that carnival. Mm-hmm. That's where the brunt of the, the water hit. Mm-hmm. And the water came up like 17 feet within just a split second. And the whole town was just decimated. You want to keep, you want to keep worshiping yeah. something that's not... Um, Righteousness, yeah. you're gonna have consequences. Yeah. And that's just yeah. like some of these these rappers and stuff like that that are starting to come out and do all these devil worship songs, coming on stage dressed up like a devil and stuff. There was one, uh, the uh, what was his name? Uh, Sam Smith. 
Snow was like the, not the show, Monday or Friday, whatever the heck his name was. Uh, uh, the weekend, thank you. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, I don't know. Something. He did a whole, a whole concert on that, and then come to find out after the concert, he got almost beat to death. Wow. They showed a picture of him, he had a neck brace on, his face is just swollen everywhere. Yeah. Things are going to happen when you start worshiping the devil. Yeah. It's also like, uh, you know, Revelation says, we're going to get to a point where things are going to happen. They're going to allow way actually to say that this isn't God. And I think we're getting very, very close to those things. Yeah. Coming to I don't know. I'm not going to sit and see the rapture, guys, or I will. I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe another few thousand years is just a bad time. Yeah. But, yeah. I think we're getting close to those times where we're going to see like things are happening where it's like it doesn't make sense. Like yeah. the mud flood in Brazil, like but everyone was like non Christians say, just it's just it just happened. It just, just happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad luck. Yeah. 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 Wrong place, like, wrong time. Brazil was due for some rain. <laughs> exactly. It's like you're getting closer and closer to this time, but people yeah. are going to say like these coincidences are a little too coincidental. Yeah. I think we're starting to get there. You know? yeah. I think we're getting real close to that point. Well, the biggest thing, too, is just, you know, for us being prepared. Yeah. You know, being watchful all the time. Not being worried about what, what's not coming back, when is he coming. But having that attitude of always prepared, always watching, always reading, always studying, and being like the wise maidens who had the extra oil that did not, you know, that were waiting for his return. And being like those people who are ready because he's going to come and it's and for those who aren't aren't in the position that we are you know are going to be left behind i think that's going to be the craziest thing when he decides to come back and save this earth and save his church what's going to happen when he comes back you're going to have pilots just disappear you're going to have uber drivers disappearing cars crashing planes falling out of the sky it's going to be it's going to be chaos it's going to be chaos yeah and people thought it was bad now so yeah. He comes and takes his church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. bar yeah. the door. question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just confusion with like revelation. Does Antichrist come after rapture? Yes. Yes. Does he? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we we'll, like the Antichrist. The church will be gone. Yeah. The church will be gone before. Oh yeah. Because that's when they start killing the prophets, and that's when they start those two come and then try to. Yeah. I thought the Christians would be taken up like right before things go south, so that lots of us could be deceived. Well, they they are, but the first three and a half years, it's peaceful. Yeah. So, so they're they're taken up, and there's all this chaos. And then the Antichrist comes. Well, the non-Christians, the non-Christians that are left behind that are saved. It says that there will be Christians left behind too. Yes, like I, I think there will be like the lukewarm types who were. You're right about that. There will be Christians left behind, but there will be no Christ followers. Yeah. Yeah. It also says yeah. that there will be uh, cleansed and all that stuff. So like yeah. something will happen. Yes. Yes. That, like, peace kind of came. And then the antichrist here to take over, and that's when the rapture happened. That's a whole. Which, there's, 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 there's a lot of misinformation too. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of people have their own definition of what's going to post, post trip, pre trip, whatever. Yeah. And there's, yeah. do people have their own opinion of 
when's the church going to be taken? Yeah. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just another separation that's been, that bugs me, the whole yeah, Calvinist, Arminian yeah, separation, yeah, and stuff like that. And we all, why can't we all just believe in the same? But anyways, that's a whole different thing. But it leads into my, si- my sixth point. Go for it. Yeah, it did. Works out. That's how it works. That's how it works. For the first time in history, the verse shows that God created nature and is therefore outside of it. That means that we have no way of explaining or fully understanding God. Now, we need to remember that because a lot of times... Yeah. People ask us. It's because it's unfathomable. God made it so we cannot know what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, because he's the only one that knows. And we're not supposed to even worry about that. Yeah, but you get you get asked that all the time. Yep. It's very frustrating to try to explain to someone. It's like, imagine you're in someone's picture. And how do you think they understand you? <laughs> that's how we that's, yeah. that's the best we can get I, I, like I always did I, was, I grew up on a ranch um, so I always related it to cows yeah. cowboys does the cow really know what's going on there isn't no. like ants because they're so little you know it's like you know, you have your ants coming out, and one ant is probably called crazy by all the other ants. is like, if you go out in the daytime over there, God's going to kill you. Yeah. And this ant's like, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then he doesn't see you. Yeah. Yeah. The prophet ants, like, I told you, and all the other ants are like, I can't see God, you're an idiot. Yeah. And that's why he used ants. Yeah. But it's that same idea. It's like, we can't understand. We just don't. Yeah. Like, how many times is a blessing coming oh, oh, from the person? Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just start to business and then everything falls apart. And then a year later, everything's it's, so it's, much more has come together. It's like that trust that God brings all together. But you can't, you can't quite understand what's going on when God takes so much away from us. There's so much yeah. pain done in the past. Well, well, God's infamable. We seem to have gotten a, a, dark la- a glass darkly, you know. We can never truly understand the majesty. Even even Moses, was it Moses? Who had to be hidden behind the rock as God passed by him? Because God, he knew, God knew that if he would have passed with his full glory, he would have been... But even then he was still... Yeah, and even then he was just by... Just, just had his back towards him. Even by then he was still shining so much that he had to put a, you know, some over his face just so he would not hide how brilliantly he shines so that was just God's back to him you know it's just like you know it's amazing and point point seven for the first time in history the creator and the act of creation are completely desexualized God is neither male or female all previous gods engage in sex either with other gods or with mortals when they created it. And so why, the, the, the question I asked then was why is God depicted as a male in the Bible if, he, if he's not male or female? And I finally found the answer. And I'm going to read it to you so I don't get it confused. However, the Torah does predict does depict God in the masculine. Hebrew is one of the few languages in the world in which the verbs are masculine and feminine. They must therefore agree with the noun which 
they refer to in gender and in number. For example, the, the verb created in the first verse of the Torah is masculine and sing, singular. So we immediately know there is not more than one God and there is no goddess. Hmm. So when the book, book was written, it, it was written in Hebrew and they, they don't have uh, verbs for verbs and nouns for neutral. They, they just have verbs for male and verbs for female. Hmm. So, and it, God, God inspired the, the writing of Genesis. And so, uh, he depicted himself as males. And I think hmm. he did this for, uh, for a few reasons. Uh, number one, boys take rules from men. Number two, males need males as role models. That's the way he created us. Uh, male is more rule-oriented. Um, so. Well, and also, in, uh, in a family, the male is supposed to be the one that takes his family to church. Yeah. And they look to him for that for that godliness. Mm-hmm. And if the man in that home is not a Christ follower and a godly man, what are his wife and kids looking at and seeing from him and what are they going to do? Because they're going to react off of him in that situation because he's the head of the household. Mm-hmm. Like God put men in charge of the household because they're to follow him when he takes them to church and teaches them about God and that's the father's job. Yeah. Just like God, our Father, is teaching us through His Word. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, a couple questions, and I'd like everybody to answer each one of these. Um, who created? Um, who do you think? God is, and why do you believe the way you do? Well, He's the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, I mean, it, it says so in a few verses down, let us create, you know, verses, a few verses later, let us create man in our image. Um, you know, He's a Savior. He's, you know, uh, what sent, I mean, He put in place when, when Adam and Eve fell uh, put in place for his coming to save us from and re-establish the relationship he had with us in the Garden of Eden. Um, I mean, that's what I explain. The reason I believe what I believe is because the Bible says it's true, because my life is established on it. And as we read through Genesis, I wouldn't exist without it. Yeah. I think the reason I believe is um, God's worked in my life, my whole life, since I was a little kid. He saved my life dozens of times where I shouldn't be here right now. And knowing that I wake up every morning with a reminder that of my past, of things I did when I wasn't in Christ, was Him just letting me know, hey, this is what happens when you're not in me. 
and following me. You become part of the world. And if you don't put your faith in me, you'll die with the world. And the fact that he wakes me up every day, his creation, I look around, and there's no way that anything but God could have created all this. The way it's perfectly formed, the way it's perfectly takes care of itself, how it rolls through seasons, how the earth can burn and then regenerate itself so quickly. And because of the burn, it even grows better. It's like, how does that just happen? There's no way. And just being able to walk outside in the morning and look around and go, what an awesome creator. You know, these flowers that don't make any sense. Why do they look like that? You know, and they all have a specific reason. There's flowers that won't grow in certain parts of the United States, but they'll grow here. You know, how is that? And it's only by either degrees or humidity or... I mean, there's so many things about this earth, and not to mention the animals. I mean, I've seen some rainforest animals, these birds that turn into faces because they're trying to find a mate. Like, there's no way that just some boom happened and these animals are that specific and beautiful, you know what I mean, and perfect. You can't, you can't just have that without a creator, and that's why I believe. How about the end of the table? What do you guys think? (laughs) (laughs) I tell everybody, everybody's going to have. Come on! (laughs) I'm trying to get a real honest answer here because I can't, I can't put it into to to good enough words because anything feels like it does it injustice. The best that I can come up with is it would be like tending to. God is to me is like me tending to a garden and I watch everything die in front of me when it's through my own power but when the master gardener comes in all he has to do is wave his hand and everything blooms and overflows but he prunes just the right areas so that I have a beautiful garden to rest in commune in and eat and and have spiritual connection and I know with my own power I've there's a sin I've done it I am am not a perfect person by any means I am still very very deeply flawed I still have a hard time connecting with God but my heart is always in the right place and he knows that and I know that I have to keep moving forward, but it always feels like <clears throat> when a little kid runs off and skins his knee, and the first thing he does is jump back up, turn around, and run right back to his parents. And he doesn't let me get out of his sight. Just just enough for me to go, ouch, that hurt. Oh, yeah, duh, I got to stay with my parents. You know? I'm just, I am still to this day in awe that he chose me. It was never a choice of me choosing him, but he came out of his way to choose me. He created all this so that he could have me and a relationship with me, even through all my sin and all my tarnish and all my just despicable means. 
He said, no, 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 no. I don't see that. I see this. I see the heart that's been in there this whole time. I see how you've cared for people. I see how you've laid your life down for people. I see how you, even in your worst moments, you choose to, to go to love rather than, than rage or anger. You chose me in reciprocation. And he said, let me take all this away from you so that I can, so that we can have each other. She just let you go first. Mm-hmm. Should just let you go yeah. first. Huh? Hey. Oh, that was pretty right, meeting, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amen. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Drawing a painting of yeah, it. Yeah, uh, right. Like, oh, this guy's artistic. Dang, man. <laughs> wow. Mine's just sounds like crap oh, compared to yours. Right. Jeez. Can I go again? I want to redo. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about you, Phil? Um. So, growing up, yeah, I went to church, but I was always forced upon me, so I never really enjoyed it. Um, I was married before. She was an atheist, so I was believed in like a higher being. Um, I was believing there was God, but I need to be proven. I need to be shown something to believe it. I did pray, not every day. Uh, but years and years ago, I did pray. Like I don't know who I'm praying to, God. Uh, but I need you to prove yourself to me to believe in you. Yeah, I would have to make. Ten years ago, I was riding my motorcycle, and he ran a stop sign, ran me over. I literally pretty much died, got brought back to life. So that was kind of like my eye-opening, like, okay, maybe you answered my prayer. Um, My ex-wife, she divorced me, I remarried, and found Christ, and we read the Bible every day, well, we try to, we pray every day, pray for a meal. But ever since then, my life was so negative before all that because I didn't know like what I was lost. I didn't know where I was going. Uh, but now that Christ is actually in my life, everything's better. I get asked every day like how I'm doing. I just tell people Christ stay in my life, and like I get like the weirdest looks. They're like Christ in your life today is. I was like, yeah, I'm alive. And like just to see their look like. A look on people's face, like, and it makes me smile. And I just, yeah. I, you know, I can see the gears in their head start working. Like, yeah. wow, I don't get to say that much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, my doctors have said, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. Wow. I am here for a reason, and now I'm finally figuring that out because my wife, my daughter, and then my son, they'll be born in like a month. Um, everything's just like. God gave me the pieces of the puzzle. I just got to put it together. And it honestly now feels right rather than before. Everything was negative. I didn't know where I was going. Now that I actually have Christ in my life, I feel like I'm on the right path. That's awesome, man. Well, it's pretty crazy, like, seeing your pictures and stuff. I mean, the the story of what happened is just amazing, dude. So, like I said, it's pretty cool. You're good. I'm assuming you're welcome here. Yes, sir. Yes. Is there any way one of you has jumper cables? Yeah. I think uh, I got some jumps. I got to get to the airport. We just came out. We are. 
car that we rented is going to fit the lot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I think I, you get it. Yeah, I got some. Oh, okay. So oh, you're good. Thank no worries. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's how I became a new guy. Awesome, man. I love that. That's, that's awesome. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Hands and feet. Yeah. I love that stuff. Anyway, sorry. Well, you're sorry, good. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. But also, like Bill said, that's why we're here, too. It's just like... You know, like, it always amazes me, you know, I know we've got to go through that everybody else, but that in a moment's notice, if God decided that he wanted to take the breath of you, it would be done. You know, the reason you're alive, the reason you have breath is because, like Phil was saying, you're, like, we're here today for a specific reason, whether it was helping a guy jump his car or, or something's going to happen in a day where you have that choice to help or not help. You know, so anyways. Your turn, man. Right. You're next. Uh, one. Sharp block, man. Uh, so for who God is, uh, is Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Uh, but He's unfathomable because you know we think about it, we look at uh, we look at life, and you know people people live and they die, but God's above time, and so you know how do we how we we can't understand who is above time, and so. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, God, he's great. Yeah, it's a crazy deal. He uh, he speaks to me, you know, I speak to him. Uh, but he's, you know, he just, he's the supreme being. He's so high up there. I don't, I don't know why he speaks to me, but he does. Uh, so I do love that. Uh, uh, as far as why I believe in God, uh, you know, you can, you can do the apologetics, uh, archaeological digs and everything. Um and I think that's a good, you know, that in in and of itself is a good enough reason. Uh, but uh, like quitting drinking, that was a hard thing to do. But when I gave it to God, He just, yeah, hey, here you go, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure, yeah, no problem. Like, oh, that was pretty easy. Why why'd that get easy all of a sudden? <laughs> but uh, you know, there's sometimes there's like temptation in front of you. It's like, uh, oh. Yeah, but God already took that from my life, and for good reason. So I appreciate that. You know, and he just he uh, he's just constantly showing himself, and I don't really know how to explain that. But even the people uh, people around me, you know, people who uh, deny his presence, you see him working in their life, and you know, slowly coming back to him, you're like, man, I can't wait till you just realize, you know, like God, God just slap you up inside the head, or do I have to do that, or what is it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But uh, he's just always there. It's awesome. Um, God is to me is like a leader. Like having my daughter. I'm, I'm only 21 and I had a kid really young, and that was like a big thing for me. Was a you know I'm a little kid still. I don't know what to do, and. Uh, having a purpose and like having someone to give to my daughter to follow it's awesome it's awesome yeah.
Um, I'll give you a little yeah. bit more of a simplistic answer, but it goes to something one of the theologians of history said once upon a time. Yeah, I have yeah, 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 yeah. lyricists from the 1990s, I don't think I remember. But um, yeah. I'd rather be That's seen a fool in the world's right. eyes and yeah, follow God like, than you know, spend anyway, eternity in damnation. Effectively. As to who God is, so there's God's my friend who, who I talk to every day, who's always there to listen, regardless of what's going on in the world. I, I know that he has our best interests mm. and mine's real simple too. it's the only thing that makes sense I, I, I searched for years you know Buddhism Hinduism read parts of the Quran you know, searching and the Bible was the only thing that made sense and that's to me, it's, it's I'm, I'm a rational person. I like things to be in order. That's just the way I think God built me. And when I finally read, read came back to reading the Bible, that's the only thing that made sense. Awesome. And that and my wife. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you guys all had like very nice, graceful answers. I'm not graceful, but no, I mean it. Like I, as like you said, you're a very rational person. I feel the same way. Uh, I've gone through reading, not wouldn't go out be like I've studied Hinduism and all these things, searching for an answer because I never really looked for an answer in them. Um, but you know, how to how to like word this right? But to me, it's like. God is the laws of nature as we see them. I'm really into hunting and all that stuff, and I had I feel like it kind of just fell into place one day. I was out bear hunting by myself, and it just made sense. Just being out there, the way it works out in the woods alone is, I feel like, the closest thing to the way God meant for us to be. And just, like, I got the realization in the way of, like, college. You know, God gives us all these rules in the Bible. And you look at, like, to me, I look at the animals in the woods. And they're always following God's laws. Like, God tells us not to just be sluts and do whatever we want, right? Animals have specific breeding seasons. They could do whatever they want all year long if they wanted to. But I, I really feel like, I think it's in later Genesis when Balaam and his donkey. I think that animals because they can't talk to us just know and they just follow the way they're supposed to do things and I think that we as humans were cursed to be able to think for ourselves but well that'd be more fun for me to do so I think to me it's that law of nature where it's like you know I may want to go and have multiple wives or sex with whoever I want but that's not the way that nature intended for me to do it and I know that because if I go if I divorce my wife and the kid will suffer for it the best way to do things is for there to be monogamy in human lives right 
the same thing with, I mean, that's just like the biggest one for me that puts it together. But for me, it's like, look at the way the world works. All these things, science is lying in its own way. So be skeptical, but look at what science is saying. And it's just saying more things than the Bible said 2,000 years ago in a more poetic way. So I feel like it's kind of that laws of science and, and nature where it's like, sounds mean to say it, but in a way God is uncaring. Like, the worst thing for us to happen to us is not that we can die, you know, we can go to hell. That's a lot worse than dying. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, I guess it's just us trying to figure out how to live life the proper way. And living it the proper way would be following the rules of nature, I feel like. You know, just as, it, as it's set out, as it makes sense, as everything fits together properly. In nature, I think that's where we find our purpose. But I think in finding our purpose, we find God. Like inadvertently, I don't think there's a way to do those things. It's not come to kind of like the Solomon of wisdom. You follow wisdom, you find God. You start going on your own path and say, "Hey, that person says something interesting." You go with the Hindus or the Buddhists or whatever. You're just getting caught up in human things, right? You take human away from it. You find God, and God created the earth and the heavens and everything for us to work perfectly. So why would we not try to work perfectly in the system He created? That's, to me, kind of what God is. Of course, there's the Trinity and, you know, the peace he brings me and all that, but when it comes down to it, like I think the Old Testament God is very much like, this is the world I built, figure it out, I told you how to do it, it's not going to be fun, because I cursed you to think, and you're going to think and you're going to hate it. But that's the human condition, that's why we get this test we have called life, you know. That's my view on it. It's awesome, man. Yeah. How, how many revelations come from staring into a campfire? A lot. <laughs> Too many? Yeah. Too many? What I love is that everybody has, and one thing I've slowly learned over time is everybody has their own walk. Not everybody's like, well, I wish I could have, could have had Paul's walk or his testimony or I am his testimony or Phil's testimony or, or whatever, but everybody has their own specific path that they have followed for a specific reason. That just makes us more able to be used how God wants us to be used in our specific ways. And the best thing about our testimonies too is I, I believe that God gives us those testimonies and those trials in our life so we can reach that said set of people. Like mine was alcohol. That was my crutch and everything. My testimony is all about that yeah. about how he saved me from it yeah. and that just makes that much more powerful to reach the people that say are having the same issues and don't know how to deal with it or don't know how to get away from it or just need help period yeah. and I think it opens a lot of doors for people to ask questions and for you to be able to plant that seed and help them in their either recovery or finding Christ. Awesome. Okay. And the last last point was is that when uh, the Bible was written, the first part of Genesis, it was for everybody. A lot of people say, "Well, the Old Testament is for Hebrews." It's not. It's for everybody. There are parts of the Old Testament that are for the Jews and Hebrews, for sure, but I never understood that view where it's, it's like 
it's the word of God. It's for everybody. There's like Levitical law and stuff like that. Like that's for the priests and the and all that type of stuff. Like inner workings of the religion. I get it. But like the rest of the Bible is just good things to read. Like reading like reading Psalms and Proverbs and uh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name Ecclesiastes. Like, you're just getting good things to live your life by. Yeah. You're, it's not like if I'm not a Jew, I can't listen to Ecclesiastes and want to be a smart person and not do bad things. The way I look at the Old Testament is it's telling the story that's going to happen in the New Testament. I think so too. It's that whole, this is what's going to happen. And then it all comes to fruition. Jesus coming to here. I'd say, yeah. Psalms and all those videos. You imagine being a father and That's, uh, killing your own son, and bringing your own yeah, son to okay. earth as a perfect yeah, I was just thinking that, person <laughs> and throwing the whole yeah, world, we sin, past, present, and future on him. Yeah, it's kind of a. That's one of my revelations, my fire, my uh, campfire revelations. Just thinking about that. Oh, like, oh Jordan Robert, he gave his only son and made him the son of the world. Yeah. Like, that just gives me chills every time I even think about it. Is that he would do that to his own son for us? And if that ain't a powerful love, what is? Well, the thing that hits me, it's like any time you get it told, you get it to like, you know what? Screw you guys about it, you know. You know, I'm done. You know, it's over. For sure. You know what? You don't deserve it. You guys have like ridiculed me since the very beginning. You went me, you beat me. You know what? I'm out of here. And then gone. And then uh where will we be? Right. Well uh something you said the way I think about it is like yeah. Every, there's a million ways to be human and whatnot, but I kind of look at it in a way like, you know how everyone had kids and everyone's like, I got softened up so much when I had kids, I had a daughter, I got all these emotions and so on and so forth. To me, it kind of looks at the Bible like people more atheists, they sort of think, oh, God killed all these people, God committed sins with the flood. It's like, no, that's first off, that's silly, he created us, he doesn't get to sin, that's it's a stupid view. But it's like the Old Testament is God is an unforgiving, childless father. And then the New Testament, he has all these new emotions of forgiveness because he has his own son. And then, I guess, so you have like the father, the son, and then what I'm talking about the laws of nature, and I feel like that's kind of that grandiose aspect of it, where it's like you have this one thing, this guiding force showing us where to go and what to do, and then you have like a very harsh father and a forgiving son, and the combination of all three is kind of where we get our salvation, where we get our understanding of God, kind of that whole idea of like, I'm not a perfect person, I sin, but that doesn't mean I'm not a because I committed a sin once, because Jesus came for forgiveness, so on and so forth, but... Well, Charles, like Charles Spurgeon explained it, you know, you have God the Father, the Son is sitting next to you as you pray, and the Holy Spirit's helping you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's helping you pray, and the Son is communicating for you to the Father. So that everything works together. Perfectly. So. Everything works how it's supposed to. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else, Warren? No. All right.